Our people, my people, what up, though? want to welcome you to episode 23 of the Fistbow Podcast. Y'all know who it is. It's everybody's favorite asshole. Here in my sis, Ty Boogie. What up, sis? Hey, family. How you doing? I'm good. What's bro? I am. I am. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite buffet days of the year. You only every day for of the year is a buffet day for you, bro. Bro, you always eating good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are you excited about turkey day? How you how you feeling about it? Um, Thanksgiving for me is just another day. I get to be off work. I'm excited about being off work for two days, um, a week, extra. Um, I am thankful for a lot of wonderful things. Um, my family, my friends, uh, legal marijuana. Um, you know, just living my millennial life here in 2019. But I am, um, I'm not really doing anything for this year, so I'm not really excited about it. Huh? Did you say legal marijuana? Yeah, that's on my list of things to be thankful for. Well, okay, then. It's your best life. What's on your list? Uh, my health and food, man. Uh, my health, food, and family. And and blessings from the Lord. Rain down on me. La, 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 la. It fall on me. See, I had you. I had your back. I had your hey, that, back. But, but you don't have to hit you with that. That rain. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kirk Franklin is definitely gonna sue us, so we need to stop. No, my 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 rain, my my uh my my baritone rain voice is is on point. Rain, I can hit that. I can hit that. <laughs> okay, so before we start today, yeah, let me ask okay. you, um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing on the plate for Thanksgiving, man? Let's let's start there. My favorite thing for Thanksgiving is probably, um, I'm going to say it's my mom's dressing and cranberry sauce. Man, listen. Yo, and that is where we segue into my second point, where cranberry sauce does not belong on the Thanksgiving at Thanksgiving. The fuck are you talking about? You love cranberry sauce. You've never seen me eat cranberry sauce. I had a whole discussion argument like 30 people last year because I post every year cranberry sauce does not belong at on the plate. Canned cranberry sauce is the nastiest shit you could ever use. I could have sworn that you liked the cranberry sauce. No, okay, because I mean, listen to this. Because okay, like, this I, is like what gets giblet, me. I like giblet gravy <laughs> with my with my I, dressing. My mom made giblet gravy with the little egg in it. That shit bang, nigga. That's what I like with my dress. Okay, but this is this is the cranberry sauce doesn't belong. Okay, this is this. They didn't have a gelatin can shaped cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. You're absolutely right. They did it. I personally, this is the fat side of me. I like dressing cranberry sauce and gravy all together. Like I gotta have all. That's disgusting. That's just. Can we talk about the fact, not only the fact that that cranberry sauce doesn't belong at Thanksgiving, but the first Thanksgiving meal was basically 
a setup. It was all based on a setup. Well, they had taught them how to cook, and they had planned on getting rid of them niggas afterwards. Okay, so we're of course we are not celebrating or condoning the actions of the pilgrims. We're just saying that we should all use this time to be thankful for what we have in our lives and the food that is prepared around that. Now, secondly, this is the bone that I have to pick with you, right? I always suggest, yes, this legitimately, and I want you to listen to what I am saying, and then I want you to take it in and realize that I am right, okay? So, sometimes I like to suggest things to our family, right? And in the midst of suggesting that our family try something or do something different than what we usually do, Billy is always the person who steps in and makes fun of what I'm saying. So, in so facto, things never change. He don't like candy cranberry sauce at the first Thanksgiving. A couple years ago, before I moved to Missouri, I suggested that our that I make homemade cranberry sauce. And Billy made such big fun of me, I almost didn't even want to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Like this, and this is what happens. And now he's like, that's not even what they had at the first time. Like you are such a fucking hypocrite. This is the problem that I have with you. All of a sudden you decide to evolve into something else and it's okay what I thought originally. Like you're such an asshole sometimes. But that's that's Listen, beside the point. Nobody nobody wanted your Rachel Ray recipe cranberry sauce, my nigga. It wasn't gonna he be Rachel Ray. He got that, re- Ray, he got that recipe from Giotti and Rachel Ray on the other food. Nobody wanted your homemade cranberry sauce. I was honestly, I was, I was, I let you down easy because I was saying what everybody else was thinking. Gonna be Martha Stewart or Snoop Dogg or some shit like that, but it would not. Nobody wants that Look, recipe. Okay, this is what I don't understand. What is your what is your problem with Rachel Ray? Like I like and Rachel Ray makes some good ass. Make food for fat people. Her food is good, bro. Like what is? Have you ever you tried love the Rachel Ray the- recipe? I don't need to because you have, and it looks disgusting. <laughs> You don't even know what Rachel Ray recipe I have tried that you might even like because your mama likes it. Yeah, she doesn't. Listen, I, I honestly let you down. Nobody in the family wants you to really fuck with anything in the kitchen. Okay, that's fine. That's And that's perfectly fine because you want to know why. Um, our family is, and Lord forgive me for saying this, but it's the honest to God's truth. Whether they are skinny or extra chunky, our family is full of people who love to eat and they have fat minds. So if nobody wants to ever come to my house and eat because you think I can't cook, that is perfectly fine. Because there are people out there who I choose to feed, who I know will not come to my house and try to eat me out of house and home. So that is perfectly nope. fine. Nobody wants your green bean casserole with little fried onions on top or or your fucking cauliflower bites for as an hors d'oeuvre. Nobody wants your cheese. Nobody wants that shit. Actually, it's only one person who wants that shit. My girlfriend probably wants that shit, but other than you two, nobody wants that shit. That's fair, I suppose. That's perfectly fine. Can we get into the first topic, please? Yes, yes. We we'll, we'll talk about how cranberry sauce doesn't belong on Thanksgiving. And anybody out there who's listening, hit us back. Let us know what you guys think. I think cranberry, she thinks it belongs. 
I think cranberry sauce is disgusting and does not belong on the Thanksgiving table. I think you're absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. I think a lot of things. Um, Keep going. So the first topic today, uh, let's put a little sauce on it. Kanye West has been granted a tax-exempt status because he's registered and he has been seen as a religious entity. What do you think about this? But I personally, as for me in my house, we shall serve the Lord. And that's in the Bible. Because I think, I think Kanye, like, I think that, like I said last week, I think that Kanye has good intentions. But because his ego is so big, that completely has overshadowed his intentions of this being about God. And it has become completely, totally, and utterly about him. And he is lost in his sense of self. Um, but I will pray for him. That's what I'm going to do. What do you think? I personally don't think Kanye's intentions are even good. I see that this you think is... think it's all a money grab? I think right... I think it's a... It's, it's a mix between a money grab and him starting the cult of Kanye. I honestly 100% believe that this could possibly end as another Jamestown. For those who don't know, Jamestown uh, is the famous cult that was ran by Jim Jones where he got a lot of his followers almost to commit – a lot of his followers to commit a mass suicide by drinking his version of Jesus juice. Um, I honestly see it this way. Kanye – has been bragging on the money grab side about how ever since he's been turned to the gospel side of things and he start he's become found his faith again that he he went from being third in debt to getting a sixty eight million dollar tax return and making a hundred and fifty eight million dollars last year. Um, how the fuck you get a $68 million tax return like the government send you a check for $68 million? Like, that don't happen. That cannot be true. Listen, I'm trying to figure it out. If I ever, it's, it's probably only for people. That tax return is probably only for people who don't eat cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. But, um... <laughs> so, well, you're not getting none. Not only that, he's also made a note. That he's been buying up land in Calabasas, California. And he, he said multiple times that he wants to start, like, a, 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 his own compound, like, his own his own place of worship. His own, he wants to start a small community. And I honestly feel like these are the steps. Kanye is slowly taking the steps to, to opening the Church of Kanye. And honestly, I think – this is what I think. I think Kim Kardashian is – she has become bigger. She he does he looks bad for her brand. I know that sounds crazy, but Kim Kardashian, low key man, I make fun of her a lot. We make fun of her a lot, but she's really out here doing the work. She's been helping free people from jail. Um, she's she's studying now to take her test to actually become a lawyer, so she could argue the cases herself. Um. She's been already doing the work. I think Kanye is getting bad for her brand. Um, there was a recent episode of Kardashian. I think we mentioned it on the show before about how he had asked her to stop dressing so provocative, and she said no. I think that 
stuff like that is what's going to cause the rift between them. You know, I pray that he hyped her up as the he hyped her up at he took her sex the sex symbol that was Kim Kardashian to another level. Kanye exactly. definitely did that. Exactly. He was in complete control of her wardrobe. And now he's got her walking around in sweatpants looking like a homeless person all the time. Like it's it, it's the insane. Steve Harvey suit that he had her rock at Joel Osteen's church is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can't believe you got in a Steve Harvey suit. Like she didn't have a regular pantsuit. She decided to go put on her East. She had that that suit that your mom used to send you to school in for picture day. It looked. It kind of looked like a um. What's that? A Hillary Clinton. Like they. She went to the same lady who makes Hillary Clinton pantsuits. You know. No, it was way too big though. The jacket was humongous. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly feel like Kanye is starting to cope. And that's the way that's the way he's gonna go with this thing. That you know, whatever that his intention that his intention overrides his ego at the end of the day. Um but yeah, I did hear about him building his own compound and wanting um, wanting to have like people live there in these fire safe homes that he's partnered with this company to come up with. And at first, I thought it was a good idea, but then when you know the whole church thing happened, and now I'm seeing how that's evolving, it is a little scary. So I would just caution you know Kanye fans to just be careful what you're feeding your soul. You don't end up drinking Kanye's, eating Kanye's cranberry sauce, and you're going to commit mad suicide. So be Is careful. Everything you have to say today going to be about cranberry sauce, cranberry boy? Possibly, because I don't, I think it's bullshit, and I don't know who came up with a jelly cranberry sauce that they think belongs on the table at Thanksgiving. Really, a Neither lot here of people... nor there. <laughs> I like the way you ended Most it with neither here nor there, though. Most people are wrong. I'm trying to tell you. Nobody's forcing you to eat cranberry sauce. It's fine that you want gravy. That's perfect. Eat your gravy, bro, bro. Like, who is making you eat cranberry sauce? It's a white people stuff. It is there because the food does not have the seasoning. It lacks the seasoning that it needs to taste good and the turkey's dry. So they, someone decided, hey, let's put fucking originally it was cranberry jello they said let's put this cranberry some cran they gave the key and a white woman made some cranberry jello yeah, for I thanksgiving you're just <laughs> making up the history of cranberry sauce i'm right? not it was it was there as a dessert a white woman makes some cranberry jello some of kind of it was on her plate it kind of mixed with her dressing and turkey and that's how this whole cranberry sauce thing was created and she was like oh my god this is good but it's because she if her food would have been seasoned and they'd have some good old giblet gravy they would have never needed the cranberry jello can i just point out that there are plenty of african-american and latino people who like cranberry and they are wrong anyway respect other people's wishes to have cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. Nobody is don't. making you slurp cranberry sauce. 
Listen, if if we ever have a Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, any of that that goes on in my house, you will not find cranberry sauce. So you want cranberry you sauce, you bring your I'll bring it. I'll bring and it. You bring and I'm gonna... own, you, you bring your own fork and spoon and plate because I don't want to touch your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm going to slice up a loaf a fresh can of cranberry sauce right at your at, at your Thanksgiving table. Like right yeah, when you're cutting you the turkey, I'm going to be car. slicing the cranberry sauce. Watch. Okay, so next topic, uh, the, the Jelly Beans founder debuts 38 new flavors of CBD-infused jelly beans. Just to, we're not going to stay on this topic long, but I thought it was interesting because I've noticed this trend as the push for marijuana legalization is becoming more prominent. I've noticed the trend that everything is shifting toward being CBD and marijuana infused because this is going to be the next booming business. Absolutely. This is what's going to um, bring America back to life in all actuality. Um, it's going to I be think this is what gets us out of debt is the legalization of marijuana. Absolutely. I, it's going to be Top what actually brings our economy back. Um, so I recently just discovered the world of THC infused edibles and let me just say I am all for this if they can figure out a way to make the starburst jelly beans THC infused I will buy a truckload of them motherfuckers literally but also they're like THC infused products is, is just good for a number of reasons I know that it has helped a lot of people who have um, seizures who have chronic pain um, things like that and a lot of people prefer um, the edibles to the actual flowers. So I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. The only thing that actually worries me is um, product packaging, just because a lot of that is seen as child friendly. You know, that's all. That's my only concern. But what do you think? I agree. I agree. Um, like I said, I think us being seen as the largest produ mass producer and consumer of marijuana is what's going to push. Marijuana is the next big thing for the nation, I guess, to, I guess to state, whereas we have been stagnant and there has been a continuous debt growing. Marijuana is, to the U.S., it's actually the first, um, it'll be the first natural natural resource that we have for sale really if you think about it the u.s is actually very void of natural resources we get a lot of our stuff gold diamonds oil any of a lot of those things come from other countries spices a lot of those things come from other countries i think marijuana can be the first natural resource that is u.s homegrown and is coming from here and we'll be able to mass produce and i think that that helps us tremendously in uh being able to market it. Now they grow marijuana in other countries, um, but we do have the largest market for it. So it is, you know, Not only I, do we I, have the largest market, we have some of the best growing soil for marijuana. Agree. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that um, once it's legalized everywhere and Missouri is well on their way to doing it, and I believe that Kentucky will be um, as well with Bashir as the new um, governor and congratulations in that by the way um, if I haven't said it already 
Um, but yeah, so I think that marijuana is definitely going to be legalized, um, federally and nationwide here pretty soon. Um, barring Joe Biden is voted in as president, I guess. Um, but I, I love the trend that I see more people leaning towards, um, natural medication and i tend to think of marijuana more so along the line of a natural medication more so than a drug i don't know why it's classified as a drug um i have my theories i guess the only place where it's going to get tricky and scary is once they start to do synthetic and make marijuana where it can become very unnatural and you know how we are we take shit and we run with it, and it could really end up destroying the quality of marijuana that you're getting. Well, see, I don't think that you might not know this because you're not, like, a smoker, but there's already synthetic marijuana, and most of the time that shit just ends up making people crazy, so a lot of people don't like to smoke it. I know people who smoke it because um, they live in areas where it's not legal and their job will not allow them to smoke marijuana. I've never personally tried synthetic marijuana because I know a lot of people who've had bad what they call trips on it. Um, but it's not generally something that people like. They prefer the natural marijuana to that. So that's one thing that I, I can say that natural marijuana wins every time. Okay, okay. So, you ready to move on to the next topic? Absolutely. Okay, this one I found funny. Uh, there is a Salt Lake City in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. There is a woman named Tilby Buchanan who is being charged with a misdemeanor that could force her to register as a sex offender. Um, the incident happened. Her and her husband were taking dry well when they arrived. They took their shirts off to keep their clothes from getting from getting dusty. Uh, while her shirt was off and she was deciding to hang her drywall, she also removed her bra. So she's in there hanging drywall topless when her three stepchildren saw her and they called the cops basically. Even though even though it was in the privacy of her old home, she has been charged with a misdemeanor and could possibly be registered as a sex offender. Your stepkids have to hate you something terrible, bro. They call the cops on you for being naked in your own house. Either that or you have the worst looking breasts I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought about that too. Um, and, and I have boobs. Like, I've. I don't understand the choice for her to take her bra off. That was just weird to me while they was hanging drywall. Yeah, I like, who the fuck hangs drywall with their titties out? Is who hangs drywall and deals with plaster with their titties out? Yo, when you sent me this, I was I legit had to read it a few times just to make sure this shit was real, yo. Like, cause I, was like, like, I don't know if she was trying to that? get kinky with this nigga. I don't know if it was, hey, he's got his tool belt on belt on. He looks good. Let me take my titties out. And they just end up getting no. caught by the kids shit or like oh. I don't understand who hangs drywall with the titties out that's that's literally what I'm trying to figure out because the 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 natural progression of the way that goes is you finish hanging the drywall and as just take the titties out in the middle of hanging drywall that just doesn't make sense 
Like that's but not I don't the know way how things hot, progress. I don't know how hot it gets in Utah, so I'm not gonna speak on that. Um maybe it was hot and he was like, I wanna take my shirt off. And she decided to take her off that too. Voice? What, what, what is that that you're doing? <laughs> it sounds like some shit a hormone monster told her to do. Uh, for those who watch Big Mouth, it sounds like a hormone monster was just like, "Hey, Jill." <laughs> for one, her name is not Jill. It has the register as Teal Buchanan, T-I-L-L. Like, hey, Teal. Won't you let those titties hang? Like some shit. So weird. This is just a weird shit. <laughs> So it's to be registered what as a sex offender. To to be registered as a sex offender for a lady your titties hang while, for being too hot while trying to hang drywall is just fucked up. These and kids also, must hate her. Yes, they they absolutely have to hate her. And you also have to think of this: the father has no control over his house. None at all. They called the police. It was his children who called the Imagine police. how that police, how, how how that sounded, though. Yes, is this the Salt Lake City Police Department? Why, yes, yes, it is. Um, how, how may I help you? What is your emergency? Well, my stepmom, her, she, I just saw her titties, and I didn't like what I saw. And I, I think somebody could should come do, how old, how old are you, uh, young man? I'm, I'm, I'm nine years old, and I just saw her, I just saw her boobies. And that's probably how it went, and the police came and arrested this woman, and she probably did a night or two in jail, all over, hanging some fucking drywall with your titties out. And the worst part is, is now, because she's probably about to be a registered sex offender, she can't be around the kids. So how do you have a marriage with someone who has children who have called the police on you and caused you to be a registered sex offender? How does that happen? Like, she has to get a divorce at this point. Or a damn good lawyer. Very true. Very true. I don't know. This is... This, this one baffles me, man. This one baffles me. Those punk-ass kids who got old teal titties locked up for she just wanting to be free. For those meddlesome kids. Yeah, she would have definitely got away with it. This and ladies and gentlemen, this is why you should not have cranberry sauce at the table at Thanksgiving because your kids get privileged off that nasty shit and end up calling the cops when your titties is out and you're just trying to hang some drywall to, to fix the that, house. I don't think that's what happened at all because I think our mom was like pretty free in the house with us. Like I've definitely seen her boobs way more times than I care to think about as growing up so like we, this we is also Salt Lake City Utah this is Mormon country and that's what I'm Very wondering true. if they're Mormon or not I'm, I'm wondering if they're Mormon or not I'm Which guessing I'm Mormon 97% yeah, uh, they are yeah I don't okay, think Mormon so people next topic, I'm excited to move to the next topic what'd yeah. you say Go to the okay, next topic, so the next topic is we are going to talk about Julia Tubman. I'm sorry, excuse me, Harriet Tubman. Um, recently the movie Harriet came out. Uh, the director George, uh, I'm sorry, his name is Gregory Allen Howard, had been trying to get the right. movie made for a while. Um, 
he is the writer and the movie maker behind Remember the Titans and Ali. But apparently, at the time he first tried to get it made, they loved the script. But one studio exec suggested to him that the script was amazing and to get Julia Roberts to play it, because to play Harriet Tubman, because no one would know the fucking difference. She was Aaron Brockovich. Is Aaron Brockovich a black woman? No, but she got big lips. Okay, listen, listen. This shit is. I, all I keep thinking is, were they planning on putting Julie Roberts in blackface for this movie? No, they probably they they probably. Probably, yeah. They don't care. They don't really care about us, as Michael Jackson would have said. Um, I just don't understand how you thought things. nobody would fucking notice. Were you going to change the name of the as an up-and-coming actor? Like, I don't understand. People know that Harriet Tubman is a black woman. No, they don't. Harriet Tubman is one of the no. few. Yes, they do, because Harriet Tubman that. is... No, Harriet Tubman is one of the few people they actually teach you about in in high school when you're in the history class. One of the few slaves. I don't think so. I learned about Harriet Tubman in high school and in elementary school. In Hollywood, they are not worried about being historically correct. They are worried about who's going to draw the biggest box office. Jennifer, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Sorry. Julia Roberts would have drawn a huge box office. People would have watched this. They don't give a damn slavery. How does that work? How does that work? Really? They're like, it's a competitive you know, tale of what would have happened if white people were enslaved in the South. That's exactly what they would have put. They would have just flipped the script and made it a compelling tale of what would have happened if history were reversed. And then, hey, this one would have happened. They would have Julia Roberts play Harriet, right? And they had black people enslaving white people and white people escaping. And then at the end of the movie, a black lady wakes up and she's the real Harriet Tubman and she's still in bondage. Because that's the way the world works, niggas. <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't either. It, I, but, but like I, I said, Holly, they don't, they don't care because it's not their story. But, you know, like they say, you know, Jews run Hollywood. So tell, let somebody change the fucking, let somebody make Anne Frank black. And, and it's over. It is over. Yeah, that's very true. Let somebody it's, make. Uh, it's a bad thing, though. It really is that. You know, I boycotted the Harriet movie anyway. Because I didn't, it, it, look, no disrespect to the young black lady they got the player, but that's not who I wanted to see player. Who did you want to see play Harriet? I want to see Viola Davis do it. I feel like she's made see, for that role. I feel like in the movie, it was a young Harriet Tubman, though. Viola Davis cannot necessarily play a young anything anymore. Harriet Tubman was never young. Wasn't young when she was doing a lot of a, a lot of what she was doing, and that's so why I want to see Viola Davis play her. Okay, Bill. Harry Tubman was at an older age when she was doing a lot of it, so I wanted to see Viola Davis. I feel like Viola Davis was, would have been the perfect Harry Tubman for me. She would have I been the Captain America of Harry Tubman. 
I think a lot of people wanted to see um, Viola Davis play her in that role. Um, I didn't see the movie because I just, I feel like the movie's not for us. I know about um, history lesson for me but also I wasn't raised like most people were so I, I know a little bit more black history than most black people do um, but I I didn't have anything against the actress who played her I, I thought it was a good choice yeah I guess Anyway, you want to move on to the next topic? Uh, sure. Okay, so sometimes their humanity is in a dark place. And when you're in a dark place and no one can see the light or see the way out, sometimes a hero emerges who brings the light to every corner of the universe. And Cody Bonderchuk is that hero. Cody was a McDonald's worker in a restaurant in Edmonton, Canada, and he claims almost for every order of 10-piece chicken McNuggets that were ordered at McDonald's, he slipped an extra nugget in that fucking box. So let's give a round of applause and shout out to this young hero in Canada. And he did this for two and a half fucking years. Cody is a hero, not his, but he was a hero and a man of the people. This this man is the Robin Hood of McNuggets. And if he's the Robin Hood of McNuggets, I want to go ahead and praise myself as the brother Bill of French fries because I used to work at Culver's, and every black person that came through the window. I was the fry guy there, and I put an extra thing of fries in every black person's bag. For over six months, I did that. It's the little things like that that I think truly pay it forward in our society. And we need more people out there who are willing to just give a little bit more to those people who are ordering their fast food. Just a little bit more. It doesn't hurt. Just Steal from the rich and give to the poor. Every time I put, every time I put those fries in somebody's bag, I get my, I, I'd hit them with the double, ch- the fist over the chest, double pump, and I hit them with the point of the little head nod, so the brother knew what was up. He knew he was getting that extra thing of fries in the bag. Something in here for you, my brother. Like I think that that is amazing. But was he just this is my question. Was he just giving out an extra nugget on a 10 piece or what about the 6 piece and the 4 piece? Did you get 7 or 5 instead? He said for every 10 piece that was ordered, he slid an extra nugget in that in that in that thing. I'm still gonna give it to him. I'll still give it to him on that. And you got just, to. You got to. Yeah, you got to give you know, it to him. I'm, I'm not even really a McDonald's Nuggets person. I just hate that a lot of people I feel like at fast food really take their jobs way too seriously and they act like the product is theirs personally. So shout out to him for doing the right thing. Yeah, he definitely did the right fucking thing. Cause I don't, I don't fuck with my man. Cody looks like I've seen pictures of this guy. He's like a pothead. A stoner, and he was real chill. 
I'd, I'd hang out with you, Cody. You don't look like you, you eat cranberry sauce. I'd hang out with you. <laughs> you can always you trust like the stoner to come through in the end. You don't look like you eat the cranberry sauce. I fucked it. I fucked with it. We are not going to spend the entire show talking about cranberry sauce. Next topic. Holling. Holling has covered hundreds of bus stops with bee plants as a gift to honeybees. I think this is awesome, man. When I was a kid growing up, I used, I, I honestly, I grew up in an area where I saw an abundance of honeybees around our house. It was, they were always everywhere. And I used to kill the shit out of bees. I'm not going to lie. And every, I, you don't see bees anymore. You just don't see wow. them. The bee population had been dwindling. Um, it's been, it had, it's been a, everybody knows about the bee population dying off in mass. And nobody has been able to figure out why. Um, but it's actually, I just read an article that said the bee population actually starts to recover some. And I hope that screen continues because I want to see more bees, man. I ain't. I, I switched from killing bees to killing these little uh, Japanese ladybugs, the little, the little ugly ones. That's the creep. You know what I'm talking about? They look like the ones bugs, but they're not. Those things. Are, yeah, these things are fucking everywhere in Kentucky, and they're annoying the shit out of me right now. Let me just say, shout out to Holland. Um, we need more bees. Um, I do know that bees are definitely making a comeback just because of the um, independent initiative that a lot of people have started beekeeping and just trying to preserve bee life. Um and I think this is wonderful. I, I actually think that in, here in America, we could actually benefit from more um, green roofing ideas where, you know, you cover your roofs in flowers and greenery or whatever and the roofs of your buildings because that would actually help. I can't even remember. Do you remember the last time you saw a bee? Um, I don't. It, it, was, it was sometime this year. I do know that. Um. Over the summer, I saw a bee, but other than that, I haven't really seen any. For me, it's probably been years. I can't remember the last time for sure I saw an actual bee. Um, so I, I definitely hope that this is something that helps the bee population come back because like you said, as an adult, I've definitely gone from killing bees to definitely respecting what they do and what they provide to our ecosystem. I agree. I agree, man. And like I said, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see this that um that the bee population is recovering because we need them to pollinate our food and plants. Honestly, um, without bee pollination. The price of just being healthier is it will be exponential. I mean, the, uh, plants and fruit will become the highest price item on any plate at that point. Not even that. Do you know how many things that we have that are made from corn? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Shout out to Holland for doing something to try and recover their population. Yeah, yeah, this is a, it's awesome, man. Um, I agree. Uh, so, so our next topic is about a woman in Prince George's County named Vivian Noir. There was a viral video that went viral. Um, it looked like she went fucking nuts 
and it just beat the shit out of a student. But now it's coming out where she is saying that she was arrested for it. She, I mean, the young lady was 17 years old that she beat up. Um, now it's coming up. She's saying she was assaulted three times a year. What do you think? I definitely saw um, the video where it, it really honestly did look like she was just walking past a student and just turned and beat the shit out of her. Um, but I also think that teachers nowadays have a way harder job than teachers did when we were in school. Um, I know a lot of my friends are teachers and substitute teachers and um, they deal with a lot. Just the other day, one of my friends was subbing at an elementary school and was telling me about how like the students were literally in the classroom cursing each other out, like saying things that I didn't even know about in elementary school. Like I wouldn't even have thought to put those kinds of curse words together to say to somebody at that I age. probably knew about them. I was bad at keeping in elementary school. <laughs> Mr. J, like, I said I probably knew about them like, bad respect. keeping you would have yeah but mr jimbo putting me on my knees in a hallway because of something i had done i can't even say i had respect i was a disrespectful little fucker and uh um i remember starting a food fight like the ones you see on tv in school one time in elementary school um i didn't get in trouble Mm -hmm. for it because my mom's cousin answered the phone and she actually is the person who came to pick me up from school after i got kicked out that day um once got in trouble for this is one of my worst ones uh sticking a hot dog in a young lady's mouth it wasn't me it was a friend i was just there for i guess support um yeah i was a badass kid man let's just chalk it up to the game um i have since let those ways go and I pray that my children aren't you didn't talk back to adults either the little shit that you did was like prank shit that you do with other kids it wasn't being blatant yeah sticking a hot dog in a young lady's mouth is sexual assault kids don't ever do that shit i don't notice it until i was an older that we never should have done that yeah absolutely sexual assault um i i wasn't gonna say anything on the show but we were definitely gonna talk about that later yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> that was sexual assault. um i and was hopefully there in, are no kids listening to this show I was in, I think I was in second or third grade when that happened. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, not that that's okay, but you weren't being blatantly and outright disrespectful to an, to an adult. And I think that teachers in 2019 have to deal with children who are blatantly and utterly disrespectful to adults. And it gets to a point where the teacher is like, what, what can I do? I've tried calling your parents. I've tried kicking you out of the classroom and you are still assaulting me at a point where a teacher has been assaulted three times. Why is the board of education not stepping in and trying to fix this school is what I'm trying to figure out. Why does it come to a point where children and teachers are actually fighting? Because this ain't the first video that I've seen of a teacher fighting a child. I can see both sides of it. Um, I can see it from the teacher side to where, honestly, at some point you just get fed up with the shit. And I hate to say it, but especially in some of these schools that are in urban areas that are very low funded and don't have what they need to be able to support the kids. Um, these kids, um, I hate to say it, but they are 
some of them are mentally unstable because the environment they're forced to grow up in, um, and they're frustrated because, like I said, the school doesn't have what it needs to be able to support these kids. Um, and this makes it hard on educators and students. I think, though, as an educator, you, especially one working in that in that environment, you know, you should know what you're getting yourself into. I absolutely agree with that. And another, like you said, um, not saying that these children are crazy or anything, but we also have to realize that. Black people have a lot of trauma, a lot of PTSD, a lot of things that we have lived through. And sometimes when we're out in the world and children don't know how to deal with those things, they can be explosive. But also those teachers also have that same trauma and that same PTSD. So at this point, I think it was just a powder keg that was ready to explode. I'm not making excuses for either side of it because I think that something should have been done before it got to this point with that teacher. Um, Especially if there are, which I don't know if the teachers tell the truth or not, but if there are three assaults, two, form, two prior assaults that have been noted, um, I, I think something should have been done a long time ago. If this is a teacher that you know is in a vulnerable place with their students, why not give that teacher an aid? Yes, they're in a high school class, but you also have to remember high school kids are bigger as well. A high school kid will beat your ass just like an adult will beat your ass. So no, having you. to aid somebody in the classroom who can de-escalate the situation, it's not always a cop that is needed, but just somebody else who is there, a third party who can step in and who is an adult to de-escalate these things. These classrooms are entirely too full of students. There was like 47 kids in situations and we also need to have psychologists available and ready in every school and social workers as well we need to go back to the way schools were in the fucking 80s and 90s like and you're right school they did put more effort into making sure you had those type of services in schools in the 80s and 90s um side note i saw i don't know if you've been paying attention to this whole decades, 10-year challenge that people have been doing on Facebook. I saw something interesting, which I didn't even realize until I saw it. Um, it, it said 2009, minimum wage, $7.30. 2019, minimum wage, $7.35. Yeah, I, I absolutely saw that. And it, it wasn't surprising to me because I kind of knew that it hadn't changed. But I felt ashamed I not only ashamed. that i was just telling my girlfriend like the price of her apartment uh the place that she she lives in in 2009 probably would have been three two or three hundred dollars less than what it is now and the, to think the fact that minimum wage and how much you make hasn't gone up since that time how does how do they expect us to live like this when the cost of living and goods and services is continuously rising, but the wage gap is the thing about that is is the people who make the rules about what the minimum wage is they give themselves a raise every year. 
Um, that's our congressmen and our senators. The reason minimum wage hasn't risen is because we have literally been told and lied to by people who we voted in the office who are now working for the companies that we work for instead of working for us. We've been lied to and told that these companies can't afford it. When in general, in order for Walmart to pay every single one of their people $15 an hour, they would have to raise the price on one box of Hey, don't raise the price of macaroni. <laughs> it's just a box. It's going to go from two ninety nine to three whole dollars. Oh, my God. I, I, I need the macaroni to stay where it's <laughs> We can raise but, something but else, no, man. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we've been lied no, I, to I and told that we can't it's afford this that. as a country. It's, it's crazy that people are so money hungry that it has... Not only do I think that I think there should be a cost of living. I think it should be a cap on how much landlords can raise the cost of living in 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 different areas. Um, I understand places like Seattle and, and bigger cities, the cost of living being higher there, which but I even think there like should be a cap. Absolutely need a rent a rent cap. Um, what actually I live in a is... small rural area, and the cost of living is is going up. It used to be this was a place to move because mm -hmm. it was a place between Nashville and Louisville, two larger cities that had a very low cost of living and a good way of life. But the cost of living even here, I mean, when I was younger, my mom could rent a house for all of us uh, for what, what seven eight hundred dollars. That was that was probably a three bedroom. For now, those the, you, if you're wanting to rent a house in areas here now, you're looking at twelve to fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, what's crazy? For, um, for what you could have got then for for seven to eight hundred. Yep, absolutely. It's absolutely crazy. What um what happened here is right before I moved to Missouri, the city had a rent cap. So like places had a cap on what they could charge people for rent in those areas. Well, right before I moved here, the cap was removed. So now in order to live in an apartment, I have a two bedroom apartment and it's like a thousand dollars a month. My friend had that, a one that's ridiculous. Exactly. My friend was living in a one bedroom apartment and she lived kind of closer to down the downtown area where you know like the bars and everything was. Well, she was paying like thirteen hundred dollars a month. I can't afford that. Not by myself. I can't afford that. I can't. First of all, if two people living in, I can't live in a one bedroom apartment with another person. Like, I, right, I, right. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is what's absolutely crazy. After they took that rent cap away, the prices here skyrocketed because there was nothing holding people back. Capitalism is a motherfucker for real. So we what was the ourselves. Do you know what the reason was they took the rent cap away? Because people just voted the wrong person. Like I don't it, it happened like right before I moved here, so I'm not exactly sure. But I'm sure it had something to do with um landlords n wanting to be able to move wanting to be able to raise their rent 
to what they saw sufficient and now there's no tenants rights here so they're trying to get a tenants bill of rights established but landlords are even fighting back on that i i think it's absolutely crazy um that law kentucky's a commonwealth so it has a lot of weird laws kind of has some florida laws let's put it that way um but um that i think it's absolutely crazy once I lived in this college apartment that was so run down that we contacted a lawyer to see what we could do about it. And basically the lawyer told us, um, it was like a, we contacted the lawyer, basically a lawyer told us that Kentucky has a law that says you can move out of your house and you can move out of your apartment and get out of your lease if you don't like where you're staying. But that the landlord isn't required to to meet your standards. It isn't required. They're not required to fix what you need fixed. But they can let you out of your lease. I thought that was just fucking crazy when they told us. That doesn't even make. What do you mean they're not required to fix anything? That's exactly yeah. what the fuck you're required to do. You're my landlord. If that's yeah, the case, then why am I paying you? Apparently, it's law in Kentucky that they they can let your shit be fucked up and run down because you don't have to live there. Now, That's basically what I was told. Rights. Like, how how is it possible that as a tenant I have no rights except to pay you my rent? Like, we, we lived in a fucked up country and in, listen, if there's anybody in the world who's out there listening to us who wants their country to be more like America, I would just warn you that capitalism is soul crushing. I would tell you to watch the first episode of one of my favorite shows, uh, former shows, The Newsroom. Watch the first 15 minutes of that, and you will understand uh, where America stands. It's one of the greatest TV monologues ever. You recently told me about that. I told my what to watch next list, so I'm excited to see that. It's an awesome show, man. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he played in Dumb and Dumber, um, and he is amazing in that show. He's basically the uh, one of the more most popular news anchors, and they're trying to get his ratings back up. And he decides to just start being himself and speaking his mind on air, and it is it's an amazing show. Uh, awesome watch. Uh, Next next topic, Dr. Dre recently did an interview where he said hip-hop is producing more quantity over quality. I wanted to know your thoughts on that. I disagree. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those purists who are like, I hate this new fad, blah, blah, blah. But I disagree because there's always a new fad. Um, I think that hip-hop has just as many serious artists as it always has. Um, now, I can say that I kind of do agree when it comes to the actual songs. I think that artists now just put out songs left and right, whether they're good or bad. They know somebody will listen to it. But I don't necessarily think that that's the same in regards to um, the actual artist. I think the volume of art that they put out is more quantity versus quality for sure um i think i don't agree with them because i think you have to look at the fact that it's easier to put out music now 
it's easier to record music now. Before, to even record music, you had to have a full-on studio. Like, it, when Dr. Dre grew up in the, the early 90s, late 80s, where you needed a full studio to, you had to rent a full studio to even record. Now they have programs where you can make a whole song from your phone. You can create a beat from your phone or your laptop. Um, well, yes, that's very so true, much, but everything isn't good enough to be released. And I think a lot of times people the, the just release things that, is, that don't sound so good. Much, it's so much access to streaming services. You can just, the thing about hip, the thing about music that I love is, and that I think a lot of these, this new generation is starting to get, that shit may not sound good, but put it out there because you never know what's going to be a hit. Whoever thought Baby Shark, do 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 was going to be fucking go fucking diamond and sell and, and get kids to love it that much. Whoever Harley thought he goes bad and bougie was going to do the numbers it did. Or Black Beatles by, by Ray Sherman. Whoever thought it was going to do the numbers it did. I, I Like, you never know what's going to be a hit. And I think hip-hop, you know, uh, hip, it's funny that you hear a lot of guys in hip-hop now saying, yeah, hip-hop that lost its way and um, you don't hear the lyrics anymore. Really, I think it's hip-hop is at one of those phases where it's a what goes around comes around phase where it's, that, that circle of life has hit hip-hop kind of, whereas hip-hop is at a phase where everything's a lot more simple like when it first started, where the rhyme pattern, the rhyme scheme, the way things are said. I mean, hip-hop is at that, has, has started back over, and it's basically at that Sugar Hill phase. Uh, I mean, a hip-hop, a hip into the hip-hip-hop, you don't stop. Up, up, the jig into the bang-bang boogie. It's, it's at that stage, my bitch, bad and bougie. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's at a phase where the hook is just as important as the lyrics, and it's it's a more simple time in hip-hop in a rhyme scheme. A lot of it sounds the same because it's just a very simple uh, 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 rhyme scheme. I think hip-hop has just hit that phase of that loop of what comes around necessarily think that's true for all of hip-hop i think very much so what you're talking about is rap i think that that first of all we have to make the distinction between yeah, definitely a difference rap. between hip-hop and rap let's because get that like the migos are rappers kids lamar j cole dave exactly. east uh badass big creed those are those are hip-hop guys it's exactly so you I have to know what you're different. talking about i think hip-hop is quantity for quantity like hip-hop artists are not out here just putting out songs for the sake of putting out songs and yeah, they're good I mean, artists i think that you see rap, a lot more one hit wonders now than ever before i don't think i don't think in hip-hop you do name one hip-hop one hit wonder you can't because right it wasn't now hip-hop. yeah uh, uh well hip-hop Hip hop artists stick around. Rap artists don't. You see a That's lot more one hit wonders than rap. That's what I meant to say. Rap. I'm sorry. You see a lot more one hit wonders than rap now because, like I said, you never know what's gonna catch on and people are gonna start playing. And but that—that's also the thing that I think he was talking about. Whereas, 
in rap a lot of times artists because they don't know what's hot they haven't established a sound they just throwing out anything so an artist could say i done put out 600 songs and my 610th song is the one that actually popped why the fuck did you put out 600 songs that's wait that's a waste is what what i think he's trying to allude to is that there's a lot of artists out there who are just throwing out songs but none of the songs are good just trying to see what bubbles what pops what people are really looking for when that's not really how the game works well niggas just don't want to give up them careers man these niggas is 40 years old still but i know niggas who are 35 year old still talk about they trying to make it like right just get that shit up go get you a nice little factory job settle the fuck down bro you never really know. Like, I think that once you hit 35, maybe you need to stop trying to be a rapper and be <laughs> One of the things that keeps compelling me to rap is eating cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. If these niggas stop eating cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving, they'll probably let that whack-ass rap career go. Let okay, it go with so the, cranberry- the next topic, I'm not about to keep letting you Monique is suing fucking Netflix, man. Latest shit, what is it, two or three years later? I love us for real. Um, she's suing Netflix. I wanted to know your thoughts on this. I don't, I'm going to say mine first. I think Monique is on some bullshit. I don't think she has the right to sue Netflix because they didn't pay her as much as Amy Schumer. For one, Monique got Oscars and all this stuff. But Amy Schumer, no, she's not as funny as Monique. But she's a bigger sale because she has a bigger mass audience and mass appeal. Not only that. Amy Schumer is also a box office hit. Amy Schumer sells tickets. That's what it's all about is the numbers. Monique's numbers don't match up to Amy Schumer's. I don't think she had a right to sue. Monique, yeah, sure she she is a comedic legend, but she doesn't deserve Dave Chappelle money. Dave Chappelle's probably the, other than Richard Pryor, is the only person that really needs to be in the conversation with Dave Chappelle when it comes to this comedy shit. What about Eddie Murphy or? I mean, you can you can put Eddie Murphy there, but a lot of people not fucking with Dave right now. Like Dave is only thing about Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy. Dave Chappelle has stuff. Dave Chappelle and Richard Pryor offered you a. They they made you laugh, but they also gave you a message, and their their message had substance to it. And you were gonna let you were gonna be left thinking, but you were also gonna be left with some good memories and laughter. If you were Netflix, how much would you pay Monique to do a comedy special? I don't think five. From what I understand, the initial offer was 500000 If that goes well, you can get a larger amount. I don't think that was a big ask. I would have did this shit for $500,000. I don't know who the fuck Monique thinks she is. I don't have five. Well, you said what's wrong with Monique? I don't have $500,000. Monique had Monique had done comedy for a time. If you were Netflix, if you were Netflix, how much would you pay Monique to do a comedy special for you if you were Netflix. Give me a dollar At the time, amount. she hadn't done a lot of comedy. I would have gave her less than a million for the first special. If that okay. one went over well, I gave her more. Okay. Now, as a part of the Netflix deal, Monique could not tell those other jokes. 
outside of her Netflix special and anything that was not Netflix sanctioned, she could not be paid for those and she could also not tour for the next year, right? So now, I mean, you're, you're, you're Monique, listen, no, listen to what I'm saying. You're Monique. If somebody says, I got $500,000, all you got to can't work for the next year unless I tell you you can work for $500,000. Are you taking that offer? If I'm Monique, I, what I do now is you, you I play. you have an Oscar. Uh, Oscar has nothing to do. Her Oscar has nothing to do with being funny. I thought okay. Precious was a fucking comedic horror movie. Okay, you're you're a queen of comedy. You have the Parkers under your belt. But you you haven't have been touring your own thing for a long Billy, time. Billy, I'm you have Billy, to look at Billy. That. She didn't have the I'm, draw I'm or feel that she once had. So I'm asking you a question. Put yourself in her shoes. How much is one year of your time? And, and I am saying that she's an Oscar winner because you have to think about how much money she would be getting paid if, if she just booked her own shows outside of Netflix and toured. She can't do that because she signed a Netflix contract that says that she can't. So I'm asking you, okay, if somebody so told you you can only work for me you, for this year, how much money do you want? What do you tell me? This is how you do that. And you, as a business person, you don't blast a streaming service. I think what you do is, if there are so many other platforms, Monique could have, and routes Monique could have went to get that, that, to get even more money or push Netflix to get for more money. Well, I just talked to Hulu and they, they're wanting to get into the comedy, the comedy uh, stand-up show field. They don't have any on their platform right now. I can do this. Or I just talked to stars. They just started their, there's so many streaming services out now in different ways. I, I, well, I talked to Comedy Central. They want to give me a meal five for you. You go and you find another service or you find another way to push Netflix. If you want to stay with Netflix, you find another way to push them to bring more money to the table and negotiate a better contract. Or you go somewhere else. I agree that her not to mention, not, not to mention, people forget one of the reasons Netflix even only offered Monique $500,000 is because Netflix is doing very, very, very bad financially. Netflix is in debt. I think the last numbers was Netflix was in like $156 million worth of debt. That's why Netflix started putting commercials in the, uh, on the front of some of the shows, which they probably should go the Hulu route to where it's a commercial running. You get three commercials in the show or in the middle of a movie like Hulu does. Netflix hadn't went that route yet because they that was the whole draw of Netflix. Commercial free, everything's right here at the click of a button, and Netflix lost a lot of money by not going that route. Whereas Hulu was making money, Netflix was losing it. Because they were only making money off subscribers. Uh, the thing about Netflix, because they were doing that, the only way to get, to even make up for the 500000 is to get new subscribers. It, can can Monique bring to, enough subscribers to Netflix to make up for that five hundred grand? Billy, 
I understand everything that you're saying, but you still have not asked, answered my question. As somebody told you, you can only work for me. You can only do the things I tell you that you can do, and I'm going to give you this amount of money. How much is one year of your time worth if you were a famous comedian? Is what I'm asking you. I would ask between a mil five and three million, somewhere between that number. I'd have set the fucking home for a year. So you're telling me that you would have asked for more money like she did? I would have asked for more money. They turned her down, go some fucking where else. She got mad because, and she blasted another woman, period. It, ain't, it don't matter if it was a black woman or who, she blasted another woman for getting a bag when she didn't. But Amy Schumer was honestly, she she's not as funny, but she's a bigger fucking draw. Uh, compared to my numbers, and Netflix had a $13.99 per subscriber rate. She wouldn't, to, to even make up for that $500,000, uh, Monique would have had to bring 35,739 new subscribers to the Netflix streaming service. I don't see her doing that number. I don't see forty, almost 40,000 people signing up and saying, oh, my God, I got to see this new uh, fucking Monique special on Netflix. I have where she just screaming. Never... Shut up. <laughs> you just don't like her. Um, I was never <laughs> arguing that Monique should have taken the deal or that Netflix should have given her the deal. I think that this is this was not a match made in heaven. Netflix was not prepared or ready to offer Monique what she felt like she was worth. Netflix is not in a place where they can do that right now. And Monique's career in quite honest terms because she was blackballed or whatever you want to call it what have you she's not in a place where she can really demand 60 million dollars either but i think that there was a better way that she could have handled it where it could have possibly worked out for both ends of the agreement whether that was her going to hulu and maybe coming back to netflix for something else because at this point you've completely closed the door with netflix so even if they wanted to offer you a tv show they're not going to I agree. I... So I think that there's a better way to handle it. So I agree with you in, in that respect. But I also agree that expecting someone to give you a year of their life so and to not did it, work did, did the contract that she couldn't tour at all or she just couldn't tour with those jokes? Well, see, the thing about it is, is she can't promote anything outside of her Netflix special for that entire contracted period. So, like, she she really can't do anything. Like, she could do a movie outside of Netflix, but it better not be a comedy movie where she, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it hindered her from doing things in other ways where she could have made money. So I understand why $500,000 was an issue for her. Whether or right. not you feel like she could bring in five hundred thousand dollars worth of, um, which I don't, and, and and I don't either. I I completely agree that this was not something that was going to work for them in the way that they wanted it to work. But I also think that asking somebody to commit to this contract and work in what would be their household a lot to ask somebody to only offer them $500,000. So I think that in this both parties, this was not a match that was meant to happen at all. 
Definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's a tricky one. I just don't feel like uh, – I feel like the contract, saying it like that, sounds like it was a little bit out of hand because um, she could probably make five hundred grand touring on her own, which is the, if you can, do that shit. Fuck Netflix. Make your own special and put it out. Exactly. Shop, make shit. Hire your own film crew. Make your own special and shop your own shit. But that's also the thing. Like, I'm not mad at her for suing Netflix either. At worst, you could have got a 500000 bag from BET and let them put that shit in syndication and made, and, and made 30000 a year off a of syndicated rotation. If you got 275000 and they put it in syndication with, right after Baby Boy for the next 10 years. We got, we got $300,000 check every year because they never took that shit off TV, bro. BT played the same exactly. three movies over and over. <laughs> Stop it. Next topic. Her screaming gets so my fucking nerves. John Legend, man, has been uh, oddly voted as the sexiest man alive. And oddly. some people were some people were not for it. It's because uh, the reason I say oddly is because John Legend looks like an aardvark. If you don't know what that aardvark is, Everybody's seen Arthur. He looks like Arthur. I ain't hating though. Get it, get it how you live. But John Legend, Chrissy Teigen has definitely propelled John Legend to the sexiest man alive. No, she has not. John Legend is fucking stacked, Bruh, Like I sent you the picture of his butt, dog. Like John Legend. I don't know why has... you you insisted on sending me pictures of John Legend's ass. Because Which is his cool. body, his. His body. I, I received nice. the picture, but it's cool that you think that he is. But I feel like there's just better look. Like I'm not gay in any way, shape, or form, but I feel like they could have. There were better picks out there. Who Who else would you? Who I don't you keep pick? up with the sexist world sexist man issue, so I don't know who's been picked in the past, but. I'm That's sure it's a lot of other niggas. Idris Elba, it's been Brad Pitt, it's been George Clooney, it's it's been damn near everybody else. Like, and I'm John Legend is not a bad looking man. What? Like, I think this, he this, is. Okay, this was one of the arguments I've seen. I had seen, uh, which I don't know if it's been here or not. I had seen a lot of women posting pictures uh, on my Facebook of Jason Momoa, saying that he should have been it. You know, I'm not sure if he's been the sexiest. I mean, he's been my sexiest man alive. Like I, said, I don't keep up with the issues, so I don't know who's been it or not. Um, he's I been my sexiest man were. alive since he was Cal Drago. Um, however, um, I think I don't think that John Legend was a bad pick. Like people are mad because John Legend is short, but if he were taller and had the exact same, John Legend looks like I just feel like he looks like a regular nigga with a temptation afro. But I guess sex appeal is what you make it, and I guess you also have to look at the fact John Legend can sing, so it enhances his sex appeal, being able to, I guess, serenade a woman, kind of like me. Um, I can serenade women, so it enhances my sex appeal. He has a great sense of humor. Yeah, this is like, you sound like, it sounds like you're describing me. Okay, next topic. Um, and also, next, you kind of do look like Arthur. So if you want to be John Legend for Halloween next year, go right ahead. 
We're just ordinary. I might pull out. I might be. We don't know which way to go. Oh, you are Sometimes, stupid. Send back to hell. I don't know the whole. I, I got to hear the song to sing it, but you yeah, know, just, I, just, I, I, I can get there. You know what I'm saying? Um, last, we got two topics left. Uh, the first is don't fucking hug Summer Walker, my nigga. She's not here for it. Why don't you inform the people on why Summer Walker, why this is important and why Summer Walker doesn't want to be hugged? discriminated against why I gotta tell the people because you think the same way she thinks okay and that's why her reasoning I know that you have the same reasoning so I want you to explain it to people it's it's all about shared energy and frequencies um so summer and myself are of the belief that everything in this world um we are connected to and we share energy with but um when you touch someone or when you are simply in someone's presence, um, you can either be a conduit of energy or you can suck energy from them. Now, either being a conduit means you can give somebody good or bad energy. So I understand what she's saying. You don't want everybody in your personal space. You don't want everybody hugging them because like the old folks say, sometimes what is on you can jump off you and jump on me. So it's really about her protecting her energy. And I think people need to be able to respect that. Like, I don't like everybody hugging me. Like, because sometimes if you haven't known, have you, Billy, have you ever been in a room and somebody walked in who had a bad attitude, room shifted? I, I agree. I agree. One person's energy can bring down the energy of room and so allowing someone <laughs> They can easily transfer their energy on you. I completely agree with you. Exactly. So she just wants to make sure that she's protecting her own energy. And a lot of times for a lot of people. Um, who she has described herself as being. She said she was an empath. Is that what she's, exactly. she, she described? Okay. And that means that like she can feel other people's energy a little bit more intensely. Whereas. Like you can feel somebody's energy when they walk into a room and it may shift the energy in the room. But let's just say that I'm sitting next to you and I don't know you. If I'm an empath, I can naturally just feel what you're feeling. So let's say you're having the best day of your life. It could automatically put me into a happy mood. But if you're in a bad mood, like your energy can seep into my energy space and completely throw off my whole fucking day. And then I don't know where it came from. So I completely understand. Yeah, I agree. People out here I agree. You definitely got to They're being like, and, and she's, and she's business, being very vulnerable with people and people are trashing her for it. I agree. I agree. I think I agree with everything, the points that you made and the points that she made. Um, you can't allow everybody into your space like that. I think there has to be, even as a fan, a certain level of respect and distance you keep from an artist because not only is it creepy, but you also have to understand that they are an artist. So one thing about artists, especially music artists, is I don't know if you've ever noticed, but really good artists feed off energy. Like their music is made from... It, everything has a different feel because it's always a different energy. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
So I agree with I also think that a part of the issue here is Summer's team. Summer is not the type of artist who needs to be having fucking meet and greets. So stop trying to capitalize off of her names, have her do the shows, and then let her go home. That's all she wants to do. That's not the type of artist that she wants to be. I agree. I agree. Um, so basically, Summer is, just, to sum that up, Summer is just saying what? She is just saying that she would appreciate if people could give her her space in her room to have clear energy of her own that is not interrupted by other people's energy fields. That is all. And that, that right there segues me to the last and final topic of the day, that I need my own space and energy and if you bring cranberry sauce to my motherfucking Thanksgiving, it's bad energy and bad juju for me. That energy of that jello cranberry sauce is bad energy, and I don't need it around me. And that's how we're going to end the fishbowl for today. Keep Cranberry sauce don't go on the Thanksgiving table because it's bad juju and bad energy. Take us out. <laughs> I want to thank y'all for listening to him ramble about cranberry sauce today um as always we do this with you and for you and i want to say happy thanksgiving enjoy um your family and friends and keep this with you until we meet again take some time to enjoy all the things that you're thankful for